Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to break down the moments and the stories that changed people's lives in these raw and uncensored conversations. I am your host, Ryan Sullivan, also known as Sully Bop, and I've been doing this for a little over three years now. I also own a company called Podcast Principles, where we produce podcasts, but I digress on that. Today, we're on Bopcast with my friend Tyler Braddock from The Vault Studio in Booton, New Jersey. Tyler has been a mentor to me, an inspiration. I interned for free at his studio. He built this studio from the ground up, starting in his bedroom, quitting his nine to five job, taking the risk, taking the chance, and creating one of the best studios in New Jersey, arguably. And uh, his work ethic is unstoppable. His mindset, his dedication to the craft, I could go on, but I will just get us to the podcast. Gotta thank Tyler for doing this episode. And don't forget our sponsor today, Soda Beats, S-O-D-A-B-E-A-T-S dot com. SodaBeats.com, link in the show notes. Please do click that link to sign up. And you can make hip-hop and rap beats for free right now. Go check it out. All right. Here's Tyler from The Vault Studio in Booton, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Today on Bopcast, I have my friend Tyler from The Vault Studio. Tyler, thank you for being here today. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. Man. Anytime, man. It's been a long time coming. And just to set the context real quick before we dive in, um, you know, I had, like I said, I met you through um, some mutual friends and people who had recorded with you and was following your Instagram. And you put out something like, ah, oh, we're looking for an intern, somebody to like help out or at least like, you know, get to learn the ropes. And so I just shoot, shot you a message. I came in, I talked to you and me and a few other people. And you, you know, graciously allowed me to come in your studio like, you know, every day, like a few days a week and um, just just sit here for free and just like learn, man. And so that was like a huge like formative experience for me to see the inner workings of an engineer a studio, like learn the different aspects of it. So I got to learn a ton of game and got to meet a lot of people who now have been all these guests on the show, you know, all these people, whether it's Lupe or Simon or, you know, um, anybody, man. And uh, the whole Mad Minds community would have never known if I was never here. So it's testament to what you do and the, you know, what you've built. So, it's been a couple of years and, you know, over the past few couple of years, I've done my thing and you've expanded your business and uh, with Gabby too. And, 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 and uh, you know, you guys are doing something real special. So I appreciate you for doing that and allowing me to do that. Cause that really did help me a lot of course, yeah, in my journey, man. But if you want, just give people a quick rundown, like who you are, what you do, um, what is the vault? And uh, you can take 10 minutes or 30 seconds, it doesn't matter, but really just set the context and then we're just going to kind of let it go from there. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the Vault Studios uh, started out in my bedroom, essentially. Uh, I've been producing and mixing and mastering for like maybe 10 years, around since like 2011. So um, uh, so once I graduated high school, I got into like production, make, uh, making beats, things like that. And, um, and then essentially... Uh, a few of my friends started rapping, so we started working together, and um, I really just started building client after client, going on SoundCloud, uh, just DMing people, just seeing who wants to work, um, 
Yeah, and I just kept kept moving slowly but surely, and then eventually had enough client base to quit my job. And um, at the at that time, I was working full time, so I was like, I, I don't have time to do what I love to do. Let me just quit. And um, from there, I started building more artists. Kept building. I think be, believe it was like two more years later is when I finally moved out into my first commercial space, which was in Rockaway. Um, and from there, I kept building. Um, a lot of things went down from that space to the next space because essentially I moved three more spaces until I finally got to Bootin. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. It's been <laughs> it's been like a crazy like roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really happy here in Bootin. So it's it's been it's been great though. Yeah, it feels super natural for you to be here. Like it feels like home. It feels like home base. Oh, yeah. Um, and I know you're trying to move here too. And I, you know, I know that'll work out for you guys too. And yeah, just the vibe of the studio. This is just it's your spot, man. And it really feels like that. Um, and man, I could take it four five different ways. But you know, what was that like? What job, if you don't mind me asking, what job were you working at the time? And then what was that mindset? What was that switch like? Was it just like in a moment? I was like, you're like, I gotta quit, or was it like a thoughtful? process like you weren't married at that time right but but you were with gabby at that time right so like what was that was it like one day i got to do this or was it kind of a build-up oh yeah it was was for sure like a lot of uh thinking about it processing it like do i really want to do this like uh it was this very scary time to just decide to quit my nine to five because that was you know that's my stable income that was, I had graduated college at the time, so I went from working part-time to full-time. So it was only, I, went, I didn't even last a full year of working full-time before quitting. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, long, it was like maybe 10 months of working full-time that's crazy. Uh, before I quit. <laughs> was it audio? What was it? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, so it was, uh, I was an audio technician. Well, that's so, cool. At least it was in those genres. Yeah, essentially I was like building like, like interfaces, mm-hmm. like, the company that I was working for made like the uh, the product that recorded like the Hobbit, so they 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 were like cool and they're doing good things in the industry, but it just it was very technical like soldering, build, building parts, putting stuff together like that, and it was nothing that I could be creative with. Um, I was literally doing the same thing every single day, so it was it was it was hurting my brain and I couldn't I couldn't handle it. But yeah, like what you, for what you asked like. Gabby, my family, like people around me, they're like kept reiterating, like you, you can do this, you can quit, like just, just take the chance, you know, we can do this, like let's, let's figure it out, let's make it work. That's important, man, because not a lot of people yeah. have that as well. So yeah, I figured support. that was that support. So that was a benefit, man, especially and like yeah. probably kind of if they had all said like, dude, you're insane. Like you need this. We're going to build life like we need this money. Like, yeah, why are you crazy? Why take yeah. that risk? Because like at that time, it's like especially when you're starting out something like that, like sometimes it like you get a couple clients and then it's like waves, man, because it goes back down again. Right. Because it's, not always it's the same, yeah, it's not always the same. Yeah, that's you part of business, you know, like. Like you just you're not you're not always going to have those clients that are always going to be there forever yeah. yeah it changes you never know yeah that's that's the scary part is yeah you're literally just doing it yourself yeah. even right now it's like it doesn't matter how far you are that's the craziest thing is that like i know this from djing it's like you can have a great gig last night has nothing to do with today right you got to start over every day like every day your all your clients can leave you at any time for any reason you know yeah, and COVID, like... Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Well, <laughs> that's well, I left that. field, you never yeah, know. Like what? So when that hit and you couldn't take in-person clients, um, 
let's we'll go down that route just because we mentioned it like yeah. what is the did you um kind of just go more into the mixing and mastering and stuff like just solo stuff or like did you uh have to what was kind of your mindset on like when that happened yeah so uh it was very scary and you know it was like um essentially so when COVID started i i, I remember the last session i had uh, I was trying to figure out like what am I gonna be doing like this is this is I don't know how I, we all thought it was gonna be like month tops yeah it ended oh, up yeah. being what was like three or Every four month, months they're like ah, it's another yeah month. we're gonna extend it <laughs> oh, yeah God. so it's like the so the first month I was just trying to figure out like so at that time I was doing a lot of production I would do I think it was like five or six beats a day and I would just For post those months. on my on my stories and people would buy so I was doing a lot of production work. And as well as mixing and mastering, I was doing a little bit of mixing and mastering, but what really like helped us get to the end was the, they allowed for businesses to apply for unemployment, which is no, normally not the case. So I was able to uh, pull out unemployment, which also helped us give it, get that cushion to get us to, to because we had to pay rent, yep. pay rent here and at our apartment. So it's, it's insane. I know. I did it. And, and like, it's, it's freelancers, too. And it saved me, too. I'm a W-4 employee in my other job, the DJing job. Yeah. That's done. That's a large part of my income. You know, it's not all of it, but it's a big chunk when it comes down to the bills and yeah. everything, man. That's it was brutal. We have to get we have to we have to pay. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not like the landlords like cut rent or anything like mm -hmm. we had to still pay. So, yeah, it's crazy when as far as like your business itself, like, um, when you quit your job right like you're starting to this is your full-time job now like where did you see it going like did you were you envisioning like okay i'm gonna have people like i'm gonna record three or four people a day and that's it or i'm gonna make beats or i'm gonna just do the mixing and mastering like did you think all right i'm gonna do everything or did you have kind of a focus i guess my main question encompassing that is like did you know it was going to be what it is now when you took that leap yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so when I quit my job, I was doing, uh, so at, when I was doing nine to five, I would get home, I'd work from essentially when I got home by like six or so, I'd work six to like 1 a.m. or something. I'd do that every day. Yeah, it was, it was like my my real job started after hours, you know. So yeah, so eventually I had them because i was listening to like success magazine gary v like all those kind of guys that were talking about all this like how to get successful how to build your business so at that time i was really just kind of projecting my, my five-year goals my 10-year like where i want to end up so i for the most part this is like so much of, of pretty close to the what i was projecting at the time but uh i wasn't really making beats at the time i was really just focused on recording so um yeah, so yeah, like I definitely had somewhat, this is pretty close to what I was thinking and envisioning yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's, I, I love to like, you know, uh, go through that because some people like, I feel like sometimes it grows into something that you didn't even expect. And some, yeah. most of the time, which is probably the ideal thing is like, okay, this is what I want it to be. And then since that's the goal, like you do everything back from the goal. So yeah. everything goes towards Aligns that. with it. Yeah. It aligns yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. like that's that's like really, I I had like the sheet like I wrote what my ten year goal was five years you know one year goal like I, I would always plan things out and it's and I would look back at it a year or five years later and it's most of it was pretty aligned exactly what I what I had written down. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's very it's actually pretty crazy to think back at that but yeah it's, a lot of it was like 
I want to have a studio. I want to be mixing mastering. I want to be making beats and doing this. Like it's, it's very, pretty close to being spot on. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you remember what some of those goals are? But that's, there you go. That's what it was, man. And like, yeah. And uh, did you, as far as say your skills, like it was just you, it's not like somebody was like, you had a head engineer that you could learn from or something. Um, so did you, in the time from while you were working, you know, at night after your job to like when you're in the studio, like how are you, do you have, do you know like, okay, I'm, are you taking any like courses? Like are you watching videos? Like what are you, like, are, like how are you like getting better? Was it like a, a thing where I have to, yeah, like is, do I have to practice? Like kind of what did that look like? Cause you did and you have become such like, you've become a great engineer and you're still learning as I know. And like, that's what I learned from you is that like, even though you have a studio and a business and people come stops. to you, it never stops because then we would, um, you know, I would listen to the podcast with a, co a couple of those engineers that like we um, both look up to. I'm kind of forgetting their name right now, but um, you know, kind of those people that you look up to and they say the same thing, you know? So what did that like consciously, did you think to yourself, all right, I got to like, find ways to get better and then like how did you do that like how did you learn yeah more? like so i was um so at the time when i was just starting like i would say i'd say just starting but i was like a couple years in but i was really just getting into recording and getting better at it i was watching dave pensado so like the pensado's place they interview top engineers like every week they have a new engineer on their podcast or i guess it's like their show but yeah they they also the interview top guys and then i'll like write down like whatever like i use this compressor in this setting i'll use i have this mindset for this mixing of the song like things like that like i'll so i like that podcast was really important uh at the time i don't i think it was mainly that and just youtube yeah that's Same like for me yeah. a lot of that there was like a couple of videos here and there but most of it was just practicing like just doing it myself having a ton of clients and then just really just practicing after like let's say we recorded a song i would sit there after like for free you know on my own time and just try to mix their song get it to sound as good as i can and that would be like my practice you know yeah that's great i i uh i realized that like there's no way to get like that's the only way to get better really so like you can watch the vid like you got to watch the videos first but it's like education versus application it has to be like one to one or like two to one like you can watch a little bit more than you apply but like once you get to like you're only watching and you're not applying like you're not learning anymore yeah, you know it's just stupid yeah, taking action on things is yeah that's the most important you can't you can't get anywhere without without actually trying it and doing it and figuring out oh i like what he said there but let me try this like you have to like in your brain figure it out yourself too yeah. it's just like math or watch you know anything in school like learning you have to do it yourself too the book's one thing but yeah to be able to do it exactly. i remember you trying to specifically trying to show me the eq and like you were like okay you pull up these frequencies then you listen to them and you hear which ones are the bad ones and which ones you want to boost and which ones you want to lower down and i had no idea what you were talking about like i watched you but i couldn't tell i'm like what are you listening to right like, what, what am i hearing that i want to take out yeah. yeah like i had no idea what you were talking about right. and it wasn't until um constantly editing podcast after podcast or music or whatever it was where now i just know like i almost just know the frequency now like yeah, you know like yeah, you almost know you hear it before you yeah. before you put it up you hear it already yep right. you hear it already so it's like that's that showed me um from watching you and like watching you do it that like that the application is the thing you know and like that's crazy man yeah um, you can you can ha you can't 
like I can give you the mindset, the ideas, you know, the, the template, but like you gotta you gotta figure it out yourself as well. The both the combination of the two is what really like that's when you can actually start doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah and and we talked about Tim Ferriss before this, who was a huge definitely inspiration um, in business and mindset and things like that. When you had to like grow the business side of it. Was that like, did you know anything about like business? Like as you were learning, cause like yeah. audio production is one entire animal, but it's like yeah. to run a successful, there's a lot of audio engineers that are super talented who can't run a business or just don't have the skills. Like, was that something? And I know um, Gabby does that a lot, you know, that's her business too. Yeah. So like, what was that like kind of like building now going from, hey, being in your bedroom's cool. You, you can just write it down. You can text, hey, show up at this time. It's gonna be 30 bucks. All right, cool. They give you some cash, but now you got invoice and receipts and write-offs and LLCs and everything like what was the kind of starting how was starting a business around that yeah like yeah a lot of it was because uh, we had a partnership Gabby and I just like she she would tell me a lot of things because she she went to school for accounting so at the time she was taking business classes she was learning about it you know outside of our business so we started like she she had ideas and things that she was projecting for the studio at the time, I, I had a mindset of just, I just want to create. I don't even want to think about yeah. the business. Um, so it was like a lot of button he butting heads at the time because we were like, she was she was seeing something that I didn't even see yet. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of like what became my mindset and and starting the business because we were watching Gary Vee, but you know, we it's it's one thing watching and one thing doing. It's it took me like different. six years of watching Gary Vee to start a business. Yeah, so it's, it's very it hard. Yeah, it, it's a lot of mindset and but yeah. So she had like that business side, and then she kind of helped me figure out like thinking business wise. Like this is all cool. You're creative, but think about the business. Think about what are you, how are you going to scale this? What are you going to add to the business that's well, that we can make it bigger? You know, like how are we going to expand from this? can't be in your bedroom forever yeah, and, yeah. and and make a business out of that and yeah. think that that's going to well, scale. Can, and it's like you can be a freelancer as much as you want, but when you go to the business owner, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I'm not going to be in my parents' house forever. Yeah. I can't have that's that's my only studio. Mm -hmm. I got to be able to, to, to put it on the side somewhere else and have it run on its own. I don't want to have to be in there all the time. So is that, um, I definitely want to go into like goals and stuff like that, but just since we brought it up right now, like, is that like a goal for you? Like, do you want to have like engineers below you and people, I don't know you have people that work for you now, but yeah. um, is that kind of where you see it going um, in that kind of capacity where you can step away a little bit and kind of be the, be like a boss? Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I want to really, I, my focus right now is mixing mastering. I want to be able to mix like, Essentially, uh, like eight-hour days, like I'll just be mixing songs and I'll have engineers under me. So that's why we eventually want to scale into a two-studio business, a two-studio uh, building, so that. So you wouldn't I be doing mix. the tracking, the recording. Exactly. Somebody else would do that, and you could handle the mixing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my that's my goal, and that's that's where because I I find I love to just edit and just sit there and listen to a snare, listen to an audio, like a vocal, like that's, that's my real passion. Like I love to just listen to sonics yeah. and make things sound good together as opposed to recording. Recording's fun, but, um, and I love being in the studio with clients, but I love just as much just, just mixing. So I, I think I, I definitely want to invite clients to mixing sessions, but I want to be able to just focus on mixing. 
that's my that's my goal. Yeah. I, I see it happening. I mean, that makes sense too. And like, I guess you found that lane. You know, like you had to do it all. Like you had to record yeah, people, yeah. and you had to. Which I, I've done yeah. so many hours of sessions. Do, do, I know, and I watched. I've been in. The, I've been here. Like you know, um, which you know, when I was here, like that's all we did, man. I just watched you do your thing, and you know, I helped a little bit, but like, really just watching. Like you're just there, and like, for that's another question I have, which is, have you? has it kind of expanded your mind to like in being all in all these sessions with all of these artists like being exposed to so many artists has that changed like your uh i guess opinion on like music and like how artists work like did you really know like how like the artist process was in the beginning versus now because it's like you've done probably hundreds thousands of hours of of recording like that must have changed something yeah i mean but in the beginning i before i started recording artists it was just me making the beats really like i had maybe one or two artists and then that's it and i was very like surprised like to see the process of like everyone using youtube beats i didn't know that was a thing like i thought they just we i, I don't know I, I guess the mindset was just different back then but seeing like how many people use YouTube beats is fine. You know, we just download off of YouTube, but I was like very taken back. But you're like an engineer though. So you're looking at it, you're like, well, the quality is going to be sacrificed. Yeah, and it's like, of, can we get yeah. the stems? And they're like, what's the stems? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're like, how do you not know what that means? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like it, it, you know, I learned fast, but it's, yeah. it was very like surprising to see what the actual business was like in, in us using YouTube beats, which is, yeah. It's, it's, it's the sound. I mean, like a lot of people, even our, our top artists use YouTube beats. It's, yeah. it's a thing. Do you have like a certain genre that you really, um, well, I guess in the capacity of like mixing and mastering, do you have like a certain genre that's really like your favorite? Is it hip hop? Is it, cause I know you have done other genres. I don't know. Is hip hop before that, like, is hip hop the main, like, do you do mostly hip hop and rap or is it still pretty, or is it a pretty big mix? Yeah. Right. So, uh, so for the first, essentially, like up until I guess like a couple, like maybe two years ago, I was just mainly just hip hop. Yeah. I had one or two singers here and there. Like it's starting now, it's starting to branch into more pop, more R&B. Like I'm starting to to widen my genres. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it was only been hip hop, rap, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Do, do you find like, do you... Is that your favorite to like mix and master, or do you like? Is there some other ones that are like unknown that you um, also yeah, like? Yeah, like I love mixing rap vocals. Really, I just love vocals. Like that's my favorite thing to mix, and um, and just making drums like hit really hard. Yeah. Like that's those are my two favorite things, but um, not really genre specific. I love like mixing hip hop, and I love mixing pop and R and B. Those are my I feel like my three favorite genres to mix. I do also, I've mixed country songs, I've mixed rock songs. I've done yeah, like I've pretty much, projects, yeah, I've done I was here, like, a lot of different You would do hip hop during the day and then like when I would leave and you would do a mix, it would be like, oh, somebody sent me this rock song I gotta yeah, do real quick. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've done a, a lot of different genres. And it's, it's all fun, it's all like different, like it's different parts of your brain that are getting used and yeah. it's, it's, it's cool, yeah. It's when really it fun. comes to your own music, um, like how do you, when, do you, have a schedule for that like when do you find time to make music because i know like in your music on spotify like i have some of it saved like yeah. it's it's been on playlists like it's it has traction and it's totally its own thing yeah. like where when do you do that is that like high priority for you and or is it a side project or like kind of where does that fit into the yeah like mix? the, the lo-fi chill chill hop stuff mm -hmm. it's uh something i started during covid which was like uh i 
it was like a, an idea was it that I wanted to use that as a way to help my artists. Like I wanted to figure out how do you get on Spotify playlists? How do you release music? Like what happens after you release it? And like all that kind of stuff. I wanted to to, different to learn element yeah, of music. Way different. Yeah. And it's 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 something that's that's it gives me a new value. Like I can now tell that to my artists, which yeah. is like something I want to prioritize in that. You can get on a playlist and like, well, what's a playlist? Like, this is how you get on a playlist. This is how you find playlists. So that was like the original mindset. And then it kind of just took off and on its own, like it just keeps rising. And I keep developing that, I guess, character of Antonius B. Like I keep doing more for it, but it's definitely more so a side project and something that I enjoy doing in my spare time. So like maybe I work like the last two months, I haven't done really anything for it, but I for like the January to like March, I like pre-planned projects that like I worked on. Like I have three EPs. I have one coming out next month, one in the po the following month. So I have like a lot of things that are stretched out from that. Yeah. Yeah. What got you on that genre? Did you just start making lo-fi one day? Or like, did you just love the samples? Like, or what, like yeah. kind of what was it? Cause like, I, not that I wouldn't expect you to make that. I just was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like, I was like, this is just, when I put on my study beats, dude, like back That's in it, college, yeah. that was that music. Like I could have just listened to your album. I wouldn't even know it was you. Like what about that genre was like appealing to you? Did you just fall into that? Yeah, kind of like, so um, during when I was making like the five beats a day, a few of my beats were similar to that genre without really even knowing it. I wasn't like, let me make a lo-fi beat. Like it just kind of sounded like it. Yeah. And uh, my dad posted like like because he he loves that that stuff that uh, style right. and he listens to like the the chill playlist and things like that and um, the one on YouTube um, the chilled cow lo-fi chill yeah. hip hop or whatever yeah, yeah he was like this sounds like that so yeah. I was like oh wow like that's interesting let me try and make something similar to that yeah. so yeah I started making that that style and um, from that style I continued and just. Yeah, like it was just a very interesting like time to make that kind of style because I was. And like, now you're into it now. Yeah, though. Like, oh yeah, right? I love yeah. it. It's it's great. The the way they're made is the community is, is different than like your standard hip hop, your standard definitely production the, the structure, the mm -hmm. the sound choice, the mixing. I feel even. like that makes sense that it appeals to you though because it is very particular with the sounds, and you can spend as much time as you want listening to those sounds. You know, like it's not like you get it all at once. You got to listen a few times to really understand it. And man, I know we're pressed for time. I just want to ask you last question um, that I asked the, um, our last guest, which is in these past, like whatever, 10 years total, maybe however time frame you want to take it, like has been, there been like one thing, whether it could be in COVID in the last year or two, or it could be being in this location, but is there one, th maybe some sort of lesson that you've really, um, that has stood out, something that's really stood out to you in growing your business and doing this type of work in the last, like since you've been doing it, is there something that, um, you know, that really like some kind of lesson that really like stands out to you? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, something I would, I, I've really learned and like something that keeps getting reiterated every two years or so every year is like, essentially you, like you think, you know, like from the outside, a lot of things look easy and like it could look easy on from Instagram and things like that. But like running a business is is it's like having a child. I feel like it's it's something that like you can you can uh, it's, it's very hard to explain. But essentially, essentially, it's like 
um, things that are, things are going to go wrong and it's going to feel very hard. And like there was, there's been times where I've wanted to just give up and like, I like from the time when my, the first studio in Rockaway got sold out from under us, we were only there for it's like four months. We were there for four months. We had a year contract. So right out of under us, out from under us, they sold the building. They're like, you guys got to find another space in a month. <laughs> and so that that like we we you think that we we projected a whole year like we we were planning on releasing with them, so it had been like two years we thought we had with them. It was only four months, things like that. Like it's just you can't you, you never know what's gonna happen. You just got to keep running and keep going. Like there has been several instances where like I should just I, I I should just give up. Yeah. Like let me just go back to nine to five, and uh, we just kept persisting. Like that's 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 really it. Like. We got to take risks and you know, just keep going. Like from that, like the next space we went to, we were there for two months, and um, tragedy. Like we we had to leave. The town ordered us out of the, out of the town. Oh my yeah, and then from there, I went back to my parents' house, and then we finally came here. And then yeah, it's just been crazy. You don't know what's gonna happen. It's been crazy. And you've but you've stuck it out, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy what what I'm doing, and I I know that there's like. There's a reason for all of it, you know, like this, this isn't just me just hanging out. This is like, I want to do this. This is my thing. I, I can't, I can't do anything else really. I don't, I don't see you doing anything else, man. Cause you, this is you, man. And just being in the studio with you for days, hours, weeks, months, like I felt it and uh, I learned a lot. Um, and just before we go, um, just let people know where they can find you. Um, I know if probably they just Google the vault boot and they can find you, but yeah, like your yeah. social media and stuff like that, plug it. Yeah. The, on Instagram, it's the vault studio nine, seven, three. You can find us on, um, on, on Google. You can find us on, if you just type in the vault studio, find us on Google. You can find us our website, which is the vault studio 973. Um, on YouTube too. Like we, uh, we have a couple videos on YouTube. Yeah. I'll link it all. Um, yeah, yeah. and I'll link your music as well. Perfect. Tyler thank Braddock, you. the vault studio. Tyler, thank you for doing Dude, this, man. Thank this you has been so great. Much. Thanks for having and, me. And, uh, any, anytime, man, I'd love to be back. Love to come back. Love for you to pull up one day. Um, maybe do it. Um, yeah, my place yeah, too. That'd place. be a lot yeah, of fun, yeah. man. We'll do like an hour and a half, do a big long interview or something, have fun. Um, but, uh, as you know, uh, thank you everybody for watching and listening. This has been another episode, uh, of Bobcast and, uh, See you on the next one. That's it, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Dude, appreciate it. That was it. awesome. Yes, sir. I wish we could keep going. <laughs> I know. No, it's all good. Hey, don't click off just yet. I just want to shout out these amazing people who make this podcast happen. First of all, Ryan Kelly for redesigning our logo, Matt Kane for the intro and the outro, my amazing producer, Jello Beats, for the beat you're listening to right now, Trat Shepard for helping me produce in person, Brandon Ferrero for whipping up those videos, and SodaBeats.com, our sponsor today. Who is Soda Beats? Just hear me out for a second. Now, I'm in the rap hip-hop world. In that world, a lot of people rip beats off of YouTube, which means they take music that's on YouTube, they download it, and then they put their songs over it. Now, we're trying to solve that issue. Soda Beats solves that issue. You can actually make rap and hip-hop beats online with no software you can try it for free the link is in the show notes just try it take five minutes i swear to god you're gonna get addicted even if you never made a beat in your life it's a lot of fun 
best and easiest way to make beats online for free right now. Soda Beats, S-O-D-A-B-E-A-T-S, or click the link in the show notes. Thank you so much. More at sullybop.com and sullybop.com slash bopcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.